For the first time in Tom Green podcast history, yes, for the first time, the Washington Commanders are being called the Washington Commanders. Welcome to the Week 2 edition of the Tom Green Podcast. Yours truly flying solo once again for this week and very nearly didn't do this show due to my schedule with football and fall season and whatnot. I almost didn't do this show, but because we're back in football season for NFL and high school, I am doing it anyway. Lions and Commanders, yes, back in the old Tom Green podcast days. They were the Washington Redskins, and of course, I had said on the show that they will be referred to as the Washington Redskins until they change their name, which they did twice, once to the football team and now to the Commanders. So, as part of the contract, we had said that we would honor the changed name if they changed the name. Indeed, they have, so we are honoring that. They are now the Washington Commanders. Welcome to the NFL, Washington Commanders. The Commanders are 1-0 going into Detroit as the Lions are 0-1. As we saw last week, a pick six. And defense that was iffy cost Detroit their week one win. 38-35, Eagles beat Detroit. Now another NFC East opponent comes to the Lions' den, Ford Field. And that is the Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders come in at 1-0. The Lions are 0-1. Let's look at the matchup predictor. Let's get right to it, because why not? Washington is a 55.9% favorite over Detroit's 43.5%. Six-tenths of a percent chance of this game ends in a tie. As we had one game end in a tie last week, remember? Yes, Indy and Houston ended in a tie. Now that we have stats available, let's look at let's compare the numbers. Passing yards. Carson Wentz has 313 with four touchdowns and two interceptions. Jared Goff has 215 with two touchdowns and one interception. Right now, advantage Wentz. Rushing yards. Antonio Gibson has 58, while Swift has 144 and a touchdown. Swift had a nice game last week. A nice fantasy game and a nice real game. Advantage goes to Swift. Receiving yards, though, Antonio Gibson also leads that with 72, while Aminara St. Brown has 64 and a touchdown. I give the advantage to St. Brown mainly because he is the main wide receiver, not Gibson. Injury report for the Commanders. Brian Robinson right now is out, although he has worked out. Uh, prayers up to him. Uh, Cameron Curl, questionable. Wes Schweitzer, questionable. Federian Mathis on IR. Detroit Lions, Taylor Decker, questionable, Jonah Jackson, questionable, Tommy Kramer, injured reserve, Amani Odawardier, see how I said that, questionable, and of course DeAndre Swift, questionable. I expect everyone but Decker to play. As of now, Friday afternoon at nearly 4 o'clock Eastern, the Lions are actually a one-point favorite. The money line is minus 125 to Detroit versus plus 105 to the Commanders. The over-under is 48.5. Based on the numbers, 35 scored for Detroit versus 28. I do expect the over to hit on this game. 48.5 was set. 
63 was hit if you combine the two-point totals from last week. Points allowed, of course, 38 versus 22. So with that all said and then all figured out and then all thought up, here are my keys to the game. Key number one, we'll start with Detroit. First key to the game, keep your offense going like it has. I mean, you scored 35 points. You didn't lose the game on offense. You might have lost the game on the pick six, but you didn't lose the game on offense. Two, of course, as I've said it before, turnovers graded Arby's not on the field win the turnover game. Because, well, you lost the turnover game last week. You lost the game by three points. You don't throw the pick six, you probably win this game 35-31. And then three, make Wentz make mistakes. He threw two picks against Jacksonville, of all teams. And I thought Jacksonville was going to win that game. It was part of our pickums. I thought Jacksonville was going to win this game. But Wentz threw two interceptions against the Jacksonville defense. If Detroit's defense can muster up any sort of turnovers... Perhaps he can throw two or more against Detroit. Keys for Washington to win this game. One, don't get yourself behind the eight ball like you did against Jacksonville last week. If you can get up early and stay up, you perhaps will win this game. Second key to the game, of course, get turnovers. Win the turnover game just like Detroit. Three, um, keep Gibson going. Antonio Gibson, based off the numbers, was one of the stars of this game. If you can keep him going like that and possibly have him find the end zone, maybe have J.D. McKissick find the end zone once as well, perhaps you could win this game. So with that all said, one point favor to Detroit. How does this game go? I like Detroit in this game. The first time in a while that I have picked Detroit to win a game. <laughs> uh, minus one. I like that. Uh, money line sprinkle. Um, I liked the over, like I had said, 37-34. I think it's going to be another shootout based off how these offenses and defenses played last week. Give me Detroit in a shootout. I like the over to hit. And Detroit gets to 1-1 one one on the season. So with all that said, let's move to the most important part of this uh, show it's the Pickums, like we all like, like we all think. The Pickums are here. So with the uh, so the bonus game this week is going to be just a little bit different. It's going to be one of those clunker games with like we'd said the bonus game is online. So we'll get we'll reach that last. We got four college games. We got four NFL games this week. Let's pick them. BYU and Oregon. Uh, BYU is, and let me look this up real fast, BYU is coming off a victory over Baylor, which, of course, Baylor is looking at themselves as a 30-point favorite over Texas State. They should cover that. But BYU coming in 2-0 against Oregon's 1-1. One one. Of course, Oregon getting destroyed by Georgia in Week 1, but bouncing back in Week 2. This is the real test game for BYU. I mean, they beat a good Baylor team. They beat a Big 12 champion Baylor team. But they beat them in Provo. They beat them at home. 
So can they go into Autzen Stadium and beat Oregon? My answer is no, to be completely honest. But I thought Baylor would win last week. So if anybody in Provo, Utah is listening to this show, I am probably the one that uh, doesn't believe in BYU like other people do. Oregon by a field goal. However, if BYU wins, they are very legit. Miami and Texas A&M, man, week two was crazy, wasn't it? Certified crazy. A&M loses to Appalachian State, while Miami is 2-0 on the year. A lot of people like the under in this game. I do think the under hits, and I honestly think Miami wins this game. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Mario, the fighting Mario Cristobals to upset Texas A&M and really have Jimbo Fisher in a pickle. Miami by a touchdown, but if A&M wins this game, if anybody blows out anybody in this game, it will be Texas A&M. Penn State and Auburn, a, a, uh, the return game of a home-and-home home between these two, as Penn State, I believe, won the game last year. At Auburn, I mean, Sean Clifford looked decent against Ohio University. And, of course, Auburn has had their struggles, maybe not necessarily on the field, but especially with Brian Harson and that saga. I don't know what entirely entails that situation, but because there is so much confusion... It's, I mean, Phil Collins and Genesis saying about that back in the late 80s, early 90s. Land of confusion. Give me Penn State by a touchdown. Michigan State and Washington. The bookies like Washington. My fandom likes Washington. Those in East Lansing don't. And yours truly, my head honestly says, I don't like it either. Because last time, and... State fans have correctly pointed out last time. Michigan State traveled to Miami. And Miami was favored by roughly three points-ish. Michigan State walked away with a victory by 21 points. Do I think Michigan State wins by 21 points in Seattle? Not necessarily. But do I think they win by at least one point? I think so. Michigan State wins by a field goal. So... College picks, Oregon, Miami, Penn State, Michigan State for me. Into the NFL for week for week two, four games this week, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. This has been one of those interesting games because while we believe that Tom Brady and the Bucks will probably win this division, their offensive line is banged up. Jameis Winston and the Saints have looked fairly decent so far in the preseason and the regular season. Is this one of those games that perhaps New Orleans sneaks out? Possibly. But I'm not picking it that way. Tampa Bay, 27. New Orleans, 24. Carolina and the Giants. There is a win combined. Excuse me. <coughs> there is a win combined between these two teams. However, Carolina does not have the one victory coming in. It is the Giants that shockingly upset the Titans. Do I think the Giants get it to 2-0? I do not think so. I think Carolina and Baker Mayfield is hungry for that win, 
and I think they get it in East Rutherford. I almost said Foxborough, and I don't know why. East Rutherford, and I think Carolina wins this by a field goal. Speaking of Foxborough, New England and Pittsburgh. A huge game with huge implications, usually. But because this is in week two, and both teams are, oh, excuse me, Pittsburgh does have a victory. New England doesn't. Again, you would think one victory between these two teams, who would you guess? Probably New England. Nope. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and the fighting Mitchell Trubisky's. Uh, at home, at Pittsburgh, I do like Pittsburgh in this game, although you hardly ever, you hardly ever see a Bill Belichick team that's 0-2. But sadly, I think that happens this time. Give me Pittsburgh by a field goal. Your last regular uh, pick'em game, Minnesota and Philly on a double Monday night special. The, the uh, Jalen Rager Bowl, as it's considered in Philly. Um, I've seen it over Twitter. Just imagine if Jalen Rager drops a pass in this game. That would be uh, pandemonium, honestly, would break out in Philly if that were the case. Minnesota and Philly, I do like the Vikings in this game, however, because they did beat up on the Packers. Now, granted, look what happened last year. The Saints beat up on the Packers in Week 1, and Green Bay went on to win the NFC North and get the number 1 overall seed. So, that doesn't mean the Packers stink. My Lions fandom says I wish it did, but unfortunately that's not the case. Uh, give me Minnesota, though, in this game by a field goal, 27-24. I think that um, Minnesota is legit, and uh, Kelly and Vegas had said that the Vikings were going to win this division. I want to see the Lions win it, but of course Detroit is still down, even though Hard Knocks has got the fans hype. And honestly, I still haven't seen that yet. I still think that Detroit is down, and maybe Minnesota does win this division. It would be nice to see somebody other than the Green Bay Packers win the NFC North. Believe me, a lot of NFC North fans outside of Wisconsin agree with me. So there's that. Now, so we have our eight games. BYU and Oregon, I pick Oregon. Miami and AM, Miami. Pitts, or excuse me, Penn State and Auburn, Penn State. MSU and Washington, Michigan State. Tampa Bay and New Orleans, Tampa. Carolina and the Giants, Carolina. New England and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, uh, Minnesota and Philly, Minnesota. So with that all said, our bonus game of the week. Again, if you play the pickums and you play the bonus game and you win the bonus game, you get to take a loss away from your eight-game uh, final record uh, for the week. So your bonus game of the week is the is the game with the biggest line, and that is Louisiana Monroe and Alabama. Alabama again we pick out we pick on Alabama as our bonus game of the week. Alabama is a 49 and a half point favorite against the Louisiana Monroe uh, Hawks Skyhawks I believe they are so referred to as I am most likely wrong on that front. Correct me there if I am indeed wrong. So um the over-under is set at 61.5, which means most likely uh, Louisiana Monroe scores 12 uh, points per game, uh, 22.5. But, of course, you're facing the Alabama defense away. 
Um, it does not. <laughs> oh, my, my. Uh, Nickel State, a win 35-7. to They lost to Texas 52-10. to So if we... Transitive property doesn't necessarily work in football, but if Alabama beats Texas by one point and they lose 52-10, to that's 42 points. The line is set at 49.5. So you would figure perhaps one possession would mean 50. So 49.5, I mean, it's a dicey line, 49.5. I definitely believe Bama wins this game because, well, if they lost to Louisiana Monroe, write them off for sure. But I'm honestly going to say no on the 49.5. I'm going to say 45. Bama 51, Louisiana Monroe 7. So that would be 44. So 44. I say Bama wins by 44. So with that said, your bonus game is Louisiana Monroe and Bama. Do they cover 49.5? I say no. And with that is your week two edition of the Tom Green Podcast. Of course, no Michigan-UConn preview because, well, of course, like I'd said, it's another clunker game that Michigan should win by 50. I believe I predicted the final score to be 53-7. to That would make 160-24 to on the final of those three. So next week we'll have a double preview, uh, Michigan and Maryland, to start the Big Ten season. And then, of course, Lions-Vikings. So with that being said, this has been another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. Enjoy week two of the NFL and week three of college football.